Episode number 181. I guess I don't need these anymore. You will make a way. When you see a mountain in front of you, just go another way. When you see adversity stopping you from the path that you're on, God will make another way. When somebody is trying to distract you, from the mission that God gave you a body for. Turn your head, rebuke that, and say, I need to go another way. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Man, what a great morning. What a great time to be alive where the world needs the ambassadors of the Holy Spirit, where the world needs the ambassadors of the light of heaven, where the world needs... Children and soldiers of God, we're here. You get to be here, not specifically on this Godcast, but on this planet. Amanda Collins said, wow, that made me pull over. That means that the Holy Spirit is working inside of you, bringing tears to your eyes because you know through your own experience, that God has always given you another way. You don't need to go the same way as everybody else. Find another way. That's what it's all about. 
finding that heavenly path, finding that journey that Jesus wants to walk with you on. That's the other way. I get it now. I get the music. I get the worship. And I want all of it, said Mr. Kennedy. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. Worship music is its own genre. It's like the Bible. It's a living, breathing thing that will touch every string of your heart. Nothing better. Absolutely nothing better. Nurse 1978 said, Jeremy, I love your shirt. Thank you very much. Always a hand over your heart. You can get that on jeremyherald.com or lfatv.us. On sale, 10 bucks. How can you beat that? Buy two, buy three. There's even kid sizes. Buy these for your kids. Send them to school with a hand over their heart. Trust in the Lord to make your path straight. Now, I've titled today's show, Walking on Legos. If any time you needed to find another way, that's when your floor is filled with Legos. How many of you have children and you walked on Legos? Raise your hands. Let me know in the comment section. Let me know in the live chat. How many of you have babysat or even played with Legos yourself, left them all over the place and walked on them? It is the most excruciating immediate pain on earth. It hurts so bad. Debbie says, ouch. Jessica says, I have. Look at all the hands up. Melissa, Race Mom, Heather, Nancy, Cindy, Terry, S. Sherling, Katie, Carol, Jay Gizme. In the past, yep, yep, yep. It hurts. I'd rather stub my pinky toe. And you know stubbing your pinky toe hurts pretty bad. Now, I have the tiniest pinky toe on earth. I might as well not even have one. (laughs) It's so weird and tiny. But it hurts. But it doesn't hurt as much as stepping on Legos. Right? Can I get an amen? You know what I'm talking about. And you always find the edge of the Lego. Right? The most dangerous feet or uh, weapons for feet is Legos. Oh, they're the worst. They are the worst. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But before we do, it is Zena's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Zena. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I hope you have a great birthday. God bless. So let me give you the description of the video today. And I think it's very fitting that we had a song called Make a Way. Because you're going to need to when you got a floor full of Legos. Nurse says it's a killer to step on those things. You're darn right it is. I titled, have you ever walked on Legos? It hurts so bad. (laughs) It hurts so bad. Especially if they're all over the floor. As soon as you wake up, you're too tired to try to clean them up. Right? You try to navigate through them like a ninja. But you end up looking like Beverly Hills Ninja. (laughs) I do anyway. If anybody knows that joke, you'll laugh knows that movie you laugh at that joke trying to weave and dodge through them like some kind of a ninja you end up looking like a beverly hills ninja and stopping all over the place like a bull in a china shop and you always seem to find the edge of one right you never walk on one flat-footed right on top of it then it wouldn't hurt no 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 you find the edge of it enough to almost cut your foot in the process 
Let's talk about that today as that relates to you biblically. Okay? And I think the best thing that we can do right now is go to the Lord in prayer. Got my armor of God on, right? Jump off says, I love it. I'm picturing all of this. <laughs> yeah, a floor full of Legos could have stopped Thanos with the six infinity stones. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, whoever had the reality stones should have just put a bunch of Legos in front of him, right? I'm telling you. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you for the two for Tuesday. God is near. Thank you for the rumble rant. We need it now more than ever as we're growing and donations are getting smaller. Thank you so very much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. In Jesus' name, Father God, we humbly come before you, the throne of creation, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, we love you so very much. And we want to talk today, and we, we, we pray that you are with us today, God. We pray that you are dwelling with us today, and we pray that you can use me to get the message that you specifically need to speak to each and every single person that is watching and listening today, whether it be live or later, Lord. I ask that you use me in whichever way you see fit to spread the gospel to whomever needs it today. Lord, we know that trusting in you And leaning not on our own understanding is what gets us safely from point A to point B. We know that the minute we wake up in the morning, if we do not put the word of God and the great gospel into our souls, then our days are exponentially harder. And what makes them harder is that we did not start our day off with you. So we seem to forget you throughout the day, and it makes it easier for the evil one to throw arrows in our direction or distract us from our path. Lord, today, help us understand how to navigate when there's a floor full of Legos in front of us, how we can navigate and not be harmed. Thank you. Thank you for clarity. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for mercy and thank you for grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Bad Moon says, I would rather get hit on the head with an old-fashioned lawn dart than step on a jack in bare feet. I'm telling you. So I want to go right to the verse of the day because I think in order for us to truly um, embrace the message of don't step on Legos, bare feet. I think we need to go to the, to the, uh, to the verse of the day, which I titled walking on Legos. I says, I said, good morning. I pray you all had a great long weekend. We here at LFA TV worked yesterday, just in case you missed any of the shows. Have you ever stepped on Legos? If you had kids, you probably did. Like I said, it's the most excruciating uh, pain on earth. Here's the question, though. What if you couldn't avoid them? What if you could not avoid the Legos? What if they were all over the floor in such a fashion that there was no way to avoid them? What would you do? Let's talk about it. And let's talk about it by going to the verse of the day, which is Proverbs 4, 18 
and 19. Now, I have it right in front of me. But I also want to bring it up in the Bible because I like feeling the pages, right? So for Proverbs 4, 18, and 19. Again, I have the New King James Version. You know what, I, you know what bothers me, by the way, is when pastors are all like, okay, we're going to turn to Proverbs 4, 18, and 19, and they've already got it bookmarked, and then they start reading, and you're like, I know Proverbs is right by Psalms, uh, <laughs> and you're trying to get there. Oh, but here's the thing. The question was, what if you couldn't avoid them? Here's the other question. What if you can't clean them up? And I'll get to that. Let's get to Proverbs 4, 18, and 19. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter into a perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. I know, Terry Lynn says, I know. They don't always wait for us. I know. If you're going to give us the verses, give us a minute to get there. Let me read that again. But the path of the just is like the shining sun, meaning that if you're walking on the path of the just, righteousness, walking with God on a journey with Jesus, letting the Holy Spirit guide you, then it's like the sun at the end of the tunnel. You know which way you're going. Thank you, Laterer. God bless you for the $2. That shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. They're saying that a day with God is perfect. How many times, how often have you guys experienced a perfect day in the recent weeks? Perfect day means a day with Jesus. A day always going to scripture throughout the day, lunchtime, after lunch, going to the bathroom. You always got your phone with you, right? Pull up the Bible app, read another verse. Verse 19 says, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. There's no light. They're tripping over things. They're stepping on Legos everywhere they go. Let me read for you what I wrote about my understanding of this verse, trying to put it in a present practical way of thinking. Now, again, yesterday, Jeremy, what do you say to someone who said they are hopeless with no hope. Turn them to Jesus. Constantly say things that Jesus said. You don't even have to say Jesus said it. Just say it. Just say what Jesus said. Don't even say Jesus said it. Because that will turn them away right away. Just say the words Jesus said. Encourage them with Jesus' words. That's why they're there. Now, let me move on. Yesterday... I said that one of the ways you know you're talking with the Holy Spirit or that the Holy Spirit is talking to you is if you take the Holy Spirit's words and guidance, right? And you take scripture and you put it into your daily practical life. How does that scripture, how do those words of Jesus, how do those words of God actually apply to my day in my life in 2023? That's how you know by taking these scripture and applying them to today's world. That is what I do in every verse of the day. If you had kids or babysat, or even if you had them as a kid, you probably stepped on a Lego or two in your life. If you have, you understand the excruciating pain that it causes. It's worse than stubbing your toes. 
You instantly look for the culprit. Now, this is where you're really going to want to pay attention. Okay? Listen up. I know everybody likes to type, but listen up. You instantly look for the culprit who left the Legos all over the floor in the direct path that you are headed. You desperately want to point the finger and punish the kid who left them in your way. Or in this case, who put them in your way. Now, let's discuss the Legos that the devil puts in your path every day. When he does this, do you curse him when you step on them? Do you blame him immediately and call him out for the Lego that he's put in your way? I mean, you do it to your kids, right? And you love your kids. You don't love the devil. You love your children. You don't love Satan. Do you curse him when you step on them? Do you blame him immediately and call him out? If you don't, why not? If God says that your words and your tongue is so powerful that it has the ability to create and kill, first of all, we shouldn't be swearing, I guess, right? And I'm guilty of that a lot. But second of all, If God says that we should openly talk to him, even if it's just a whisper, because your words are that powerful, your tongue is that powerful, shouldn't we also rebuke the devil out loud? Shouldn't we also say to him, get behind me, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of God. If you don't, why not? Shouldn't we openly say out loud, be gone from me, Satan. I rebuke you in the name of the Lord. We yell at and scold our kids, but the devil seems to get off easy every day, doesn't he? Think about that for a minute. That applies to me. I seem to give my kids a harder time during the day than I do the devil who's a worthless pile of trash and who's a Luciferian pride-filled scumbag. I love my children. I do not have any love for the devil. I love spiritual heavenly things. I do not love earthly things. But yet, I give my children a harder time during the day for the things that they do wrong than I do the devil out loud. And that day, that, those days are over, starting today. And I realized that today. I'm convicted right now in real time reading this writing this and going, I'm guilty of this. No longer is that going to happen. I am no longer, as a father of five, going to scold and rebuke my children if I don't do the same thing to the devil ten times ten. I'm guilty of this, and I don't want to be. How do I let Satan off so easy? Now, I know that every time we pray, Satan hates it. I know every time that we read the Bible, Satan hates it. But I need, to, I need to out loud tell the devil how much of a worthless piece of trash and how zero influence he has on my life. How do you know 
that you're communicating with the Holy Spirit, if you are convicted daily, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to not sin. You're never going to not do things wrong. Let me keep going here. I just can't believe that I didn't realize that. Stampaholic says, you hold your kids to a higher standard than you do the devil. That doesn't mean that I should be scolding them more than I do him. Because he's the one who tempts them. He's the one who tempts us. Now, it's not his fault that we do it. But I'm going to make sure that from now on, I rebuke him openly, out loud, every single day. I can't believe I never thought of this. Now, I know that we let Jesus do our fighting for us as well, but we're also soldiers of God, and we need to hold our own as well. That's what I believe. Now, imagine this. Imagine the entire floor was covered in Legos, and there was no way around them. I want you to really imagine this. The entire floor is covered in Lego, Legos, and there's no way around them. You could spend all morning picking them up, sure. But that's the equivalent of trying to, you know, or, or, we're, we're speaking in hypotheticals here. If the Legos were all over the floor and you tried picking them up, that is the biblical equivalent of trying to save the world and save everybody, which you can't do. You'd waste your time trying to do that. Maybe instead we should trust God, put our faith in God to get us through these Legos that we can't seem to clean up. Now you say, why can't we clean them up? What happens if as you're picking these Legos up, and this is hypothetical, somehow more keep showing up in their place? You get up every morning, there's Legos all over the place. You try to pick them up. You can't pick them up because every time you pick them up, 10 more fall down. Somehow. There's no way. There's no way. After a while, you may just give up. You may try to tiptoe through the maze of sharp, childlike weapons to try to get to the other side of the room. You may even clear a space with your feet as you go. Then, something else grabs your attention just for a second. And then you forget where you cleared the Legos out and where they went, and you end up stepping on them anyway. Because you leaned on your own understanding, you tried to create your own path, you shuffled the Legos around, you kicked them aside with your feet, all of a sudden, look, squirrel, you got distracted. That's the devil. So you look, squirrel, the devil distracts you, you immediately forget where you shuffled the Legos, you turn around to walk away, and boom, ah! Stepped on another one. I thought I just cleared that path. Oh, you thought you did. Sounds like a not fun morning. I think the thing to do here is put on shoes. Wouldn't you think that's the easiest thing to do? Put on the shoes of the peace of gospel? I think the thing here to do is put on some shoes. Put on shoes and walk carefree through the house. 
Doesn't matter if you step on a Lego or not. Because you are trusting that the shoes... You're trusting the shoes to protect your very fragile feet. Just like you protect yourself putting on the full armor of God. This way, it doesn't matter what the devil does. How he tries to distract you, or how many Legos he puts on the floor in front of you. You are walking through the mess of this world with a smile on your face, and the Holy Spirit guiding your steps. So, stop Stepping on Legos barefoot. Simply put on shoes. In Jesus' name, amen. See, sometimes we spend so much time trying to pick up the mess in front of us and behind us. Sometimes we spend so much time trying to navigate on our own, leaning on our own understanding And we realize not only can we not navigate and lean on our own understanding, not only can we not pick up the mess in front of us because it hasn't even happened yet, but we're wasting time when we could merely just put on shoes. Now, obviously, all of this is metaphorical. I see a lot of people saying no shoes in the house for me. Cute. I get it. But metaphorically speaking, put shoes on in the house. Put shoes on wherever you go. Walk wherever you need to go. Trust in what is on your feet. Trust in the Lord. And you never have to worry about it. Even with shoes on, we can still lose our balance and fall. Well, that's true too. That's true too. Still should have house shoes. Yes, you should. <laughs> Always. You never know what might pop off. You never know when the FBI is going to show up in a pre-dawn raid and put a bullet in your head because you're a Trump supporter. Now, the fact of the matter is we can say whatever we want about this. We can say what if, what if, what if this would. But this is a, this is a, a wonderful metaphor for what you should do when you're walking on things that cause pain everywhere you go. Read some of the chat here. We wear shoes in the house, says T. Mitchell. My, nobody else but me does because I'm always thinking something's going to pop off and I got to be ready for anything. It's weird. Maybe that's a prison thing left over from prison. Um, I have to wear shoes. Yes, I have fell. Good morning. Good morning to everybody. I see people just signing in. If you are just signing in, do me a quick favor. How about... Thumbs up and share. How about socks? I love walking in socks. I've stepped on Legos and socks too. Still hurts. Can Silverton says, does that mean we shouldn't walk in the house naked, Jeremy? Hey, TMI. TMI. We can talk about naked feet, but that's about as far as I want to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There you go. T. Hodges says, I wear my Mike Lindell slippers and my feet are happy. There you go. Promo code LFA. There you go. <laughs> now, you might have grown up in the, uh, in the country and walked on gravel barefoot your whole life, and you can walk on Legos, no problem. Well, that just means you're hardened. 
That means you've been through everything and nothing bothers you. That's good too. That's good too. Let's go to one minute prayer for dads. Walking in truth. You see a theme here, folks? We started out the show with the, uh, you know, God will find a way. You can walk in a different way. And now we're walking in the truth as we've walked through the Legos. To John 1, 4. 2 John verse, or chapter 1, verse 4. Walking in truth. And you are right. Legos are very, very expensive. I rejoiced greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we're commanded by the Father. Teaching our kids the truth and how to walk in it is part of our assignments as dads. To do that, we must ourselves walk in truth. Practice what you preach, right? In the truth of God's word, we teach truth by modeling truth. You don't teach truth by saying, do as I say, not as I do. My mother and father said that. My mother and father said that. Terrible advice, but I guess great advice if you're a sinner who doesn't have Christ in their life. Because if you're a good parent and you're walking with Christ, then you don't tell your children, do as I say, not as I do. I heard that growing up all the time. While my family and my parents did drugs, drank, and beat us. Do as I say, not as I do. I guess in that instance, it's probably smart. But I'd rather have my children do as I do and do what I say because they see me do. Lord, all parents want their children to walk in the truth. You sure do. So do I. The kids today are exposed to so many lies in our culture. As they subtly accept these lies as truth, their paths go crooked and they might never end up at their rightful goal. God, help the kids, all of the next generation, but especially mine. I, like the Apostle John, will rejoice greatly to know my children are walking in the truth of your word and finding a straight path for their very young feet. That's right, CQ. Also, don't be a stumbling block for others. That's right. What is the LFA group name on Facebook? Eli, it's LFA Family, right? LFA Family, that's it? Absolutely hated that, says U.S. Navy vet. My entire life, my family said that too. Do as I say, not as I do. Meanwhile, they're smoking crack in the back room. Been there, done that. Now, I've got another one to read here for you. Right lockstep and theme. Baby steps. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you, Producer Eli. Thank you, T. Hodges, for putting the link in there. So let's go to Philippians 3.13. Not to be confused with Philippians 4.13, which is my fave. Philippians 3.13. Baby steps. Brothers. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. One of my family's favorite movies is What About Bob? 
Remember that movie with Bill Murray, Eli? And who was it? Richard Dreyfus, right? Bill Murray plays a psychiatrist's nightmare. He can hardly muster the courage to get out of bed. The movie stars with, starts with Murray's last psych- psychiatric, or last psychiatrist desperately shoving Bill off onto another psychiatrist. The new psychiatrist gives Bill a copy of his just-published self-help book entitled Baby Steps. The premise being that we don't accomplish most things all at once, but rather in increments, i.e. baby steps. It's a hilarious movie, and as silly as it sounds, it actually offers great advice. Need to lose 40 pounds? Don't don't expect to drop it overnight. Take baby step towards it. Say no to that dessert. Choose water at your meal instead of a soda. Want to draw closer to God? Baby steps can help there too. Don't fall into the deception of thinking you're going to get everything right. You're not. Christian, you are not. For all you atheists and agnostics out there that call a Christian a hypocrite because they sin, you are ignorant. You have no idea what you're talking about. Just keep, just keep on keeping on. Do one thing in the right direction and then do another. Then another, and then another. As if you're learning to walk all over again. Which in truth is what we're always doing as a Christian anyway, isn't it? Learning to walk every day. I'm going to put my headphones on here because i got a couple videos to play for you. It wouldn't be a rise up without some good, inspirational, encouraging, God-filled videos, huh? I know that is the biggest misconception, isn't it? You hear all these people go, oh, you're so Christian-like. You're so Christian-like. It's like, dude, you don't even know what that means. Most people have no idea what it means to be a Christian, and yet they're the first people to criticize Christians. Trust me, I was one, I know. I thought this was a very good video. I wanted to, I wanted to archive this and share this for you. And this is for the people who do not believe in the triune, the trinity, three in one. You know, like describing an egg. It's pretty simple. Roll this. Important for pe- people to believe in that Jesus is God, because if you don't believe in who he is correctly, then you don't believe in the right Jesus. If you don't Ooh. believe in the right Jesus, then you'll think you're believing in something true, but then you'll get a false result. A lot of people claim they believe in Jesus, but it's not the right one. Like Mormons claim they believe that in Jesus. Jesus is the son of God, but Jesus is also, uh, you know, Lucifer's brother. Well, that ain't the right Jesus. Muslims believe that Jesus lived, but they don't believe he's the son of God. They believe he's just a good prophet. Well, that's not the correct Jesus. The Jesus we believe in is the son of God, the son of man, the son of David, and God himself. Amen. That's extremely important because that's who he says that he is. And if I had three planes to choose from, if I had a plane that had no engine, a plane that had no pilots, and then the third plane had the engine and the pilots and the wings and everything, which plane would you choose? Well, you better get in a plane that has everything correct because the other two, while they look like planes, will still come to a crash landing. They say in the Bible, Jesus of Nazareth, because there were other Jesuses and they didn't want you to be confused. We cannot be confused as Christians on who Jesus is so that we're believing in the true Jesus. It's important for people. Amen. 
That was beautiful. If you remember, if you watched any of The Chosen, and they were looking for Jesus everywhere, he's like, what Jesus? There's a lot of Jesuses. Tens of thousands of people have come through here. There's many Jesuses. What Jesus are you talking about? And they always said Jesus of Nazareth. Why? Because Jesus of Nazareth was the son of God that everybody was looking for. Enemies and people seeking the word of God. Now, you heard me earlier talk about the power of the tongue. And I've had a lot of people say to me, well, I've heard you curse like a sailor. You must not be a Christian. If somebody curses, but they believe Jesus is the son of God, they are a Christian. They've just sinned. Just because you sin doesn't mean you don't believe in Christ. But we should want to be better. If we swear like a sailor, we should want to clean that up for other reasons outside of just biblical, but there's biblical proof that says we shouldn't. Trust me. I've been convicted of so many things this morning. I'm going to convict myself again. Roll it. Message from the Bible. Three habits people should stop normalizing. One, cursing. In the Bible, we are taught that our words have great power. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Cursing and using foul language can harm others and reflect a lack of control over our speech. Instead, we should strive to use our words to uplift, encourage, and spread positivity. 2. Little White Lies Honesty is a value highly regarded in the Bible. Ephesians 4.25 advises, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. Even seemingly harmless lies can erode trust and lead to bigger problems. Honesty should be our foundation in all interactions, reflecting the integrity and righteousness taught in the scriptures. 3. Hanging out with bad company and bad influences. Proverbs 13.20 tells us, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Surrounding ourselves with negative influences can lead us away from God's path and into behaviors that are contrary to his teachings. Associating with those who share our values and encourage spiritual growth is essential for our well-being. Amen. Message from the Bible. So there you go. After hearing that, stuff we've all heard, right? Could you do better? And I'm not saying that you have to. I'm not telling you that you got to do this or you should do that because I do a lot of my own I shouldn'ts and shoulds do's, right? Shouldn't and should do's. Could you be better? After watching that, I know that I could be a better person. I could be a better father. I could be a better Christian. I could be better. I could be better. Now, where did I get the walking on Legos analogy? Well, I didn't make it up. I actually saw it a long time ago from a guy that I really, really enjoy watching preach. He's just got such a great way of doing it. And I saved this, and I knew I was going to need it for a specific day, and God said, today's the day. So I want to go play this video for you, and then you'll understand a little bit more of what I meant about Legos. Roll it. Go ahead and walk from here to there as fast as you can. 
it doesn't matter what happened because he's still protected. But when God says, Charles, go from here to there. Watch this. Now stop. He has to be so much more intentional and careful and slow because wherever he steps could potentially damage him for life. And you're saying, oh, it's just kitty things. Go, 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 go back, Charles. Come back, Brent. Run back, Brent. Run back. See, don't get surprised when people are running past you. Don't get surprised when people are running past you on their journey and you're tiptoeing, trying not to step on something, trying not to do something wrong, trying not to go the wrong way. Just trust, put on the shoes, follow God and go. I loved that video so much when I first saw it and I knew it was going to come into play someday. I knew it. Now I see that people in the chat are saying Amy needs some help. Please email us, and we'll see what we can do, okay? Sometimes we have to prioritize, and sometimes we have to put people in front of other people. Um, give us an email, and we'll see what we can do, okay? If it's urgent, we'll, try to, we'll see what we can do. My world is looking bleak and threatening, so I draw nearer to you. I pour out my heart to you, trusting that you're listening and you care. I find so much comfort in your, sovereign, your sovereignty, knowing that you are in control even when things in this fallen world look terribly out of control, which they do right now. This isn't the first time this has happened. The world has always been out of control since Eve and Adam ate the fruit. It's nothing new. Hence your trust in God isn't anything new. Maybe it is for some of you. When I'm struggling with the brokenness of this world, I find strength and encouragement where? In Scripture. I'm especially comforted by the words the prophet Habakkuk wrote as he awaited the brutal Babylonian invasion of Judah. After describing utterly desperate circumstances, he concluded with, quote, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior, knowing it was over. Or I thought it was. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to wrestle with you about my deep concerns. Please bring me to a place of confidence, trust, and transcendent joy, just as you did with Habakkuk. I cannot understand your mysterious ways, but I can find hope in you and praise you for the help of your presence. You are my strength. Habakkuk 3.17 through 19. Habakkuk 3.17 through 19. Now, when you're scrolling through social media and you see like, you know, stuff about God, a lot of the times you'll see 
Very similar stuff, right? Popular verses. Lean on, uh, lean on God and not your own understanding, for he makes all your ways straight. You know, um, trust in the Lord. Uh, not on, don't trust in your own ways. There's so much stuff about trusting God, trusting God. How does somebody who can't trust, trust? Because I know some of you have a hard time trusting. I know some of you think, well, I am trusting. I am trusting. But I don't feel any reciprocation. How? And so many people have lived a life of where they can't trust anybody. They don't know if they are trusting or they're not trusting. Trust is so easy to do. And I'm going to give you an example. Have you ever seen somebody do a trust fall? A trust fall, my kids like to do this. They stand behind each other and they fall. And the person behind you, you're supposed to trust to catch you. If you are having an issue with trust and you are finding it that you can't trust fully in the Lord, which means just let go, that's all trust means. Just let go and trust. Put faith in. Have somebody do a trust fall with you. To get over your trust issues. Stand like this. And let somebody stand behind you. That's strong enough to hold you. And that whom you trust. And just fall back and close your eyes. Now the first few times you're not going to want to do it. First two times you're going to go like this. Uh, oh I can't do it. But as soon as you figure out. How to get over that fear of trust. And just let go and say you know what. If I fall I fall. That's the kind of trust you need. And that can be your baby step into learning how to trust again. Do a trust fall with somebody. It's very, very, very eye-opening. And now I'm going to read one last passage or one last devotional here to you. And then we're going to close out the same way as we brought, came in. Christian life. Perfect way to end the t- today's show. Christian life. Romans 14, 19. Work for the things that make peace and help each other become stronger Christians. Ezekiel 18, 9. If he walks in my statutes and my ordinances so as to deal faithfully, he is righteous and will surely live, declares the Lord God. Too many people think that being a Christian means believing but not doing. Being a Christian means living a godly life and rejecting many things that the world says are okay. I live with, one, with a foot in two worlds, Lord. Reach out and pull me into the kingdom that I may step from this world into yours. And you can do that in your everyday life. And one of the greatest ways to try to do that is just by literally reading the word of God throughout the day more than you do right now. Read the word of God. If you read it now once a day, go to twice a day. If you read it twice a day, go to three times a day. You can never do it enough. And the more you do it, the more you stay focused on Jesus. And the more you stay focused on Jesus, the more of those Legos you're going to avoid. And if you don't avoid them and you do step on them, it's not going to hurt anyway. I want to thank you for joining me here on Rise Up today. I appreciate each and every one of you giving me your time, giving God your time. 
Please do not forget to rumble on your way out. Share the video on your way out because I know somebody in your life needs to hear this. God bless each and every one of you. Sean Farish Ungoverned comes up next, followed by Live from America. And yes, Mike Crispy is back today. God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. All glory to God. Love you.